two things at once. Goodness me. Our first reading this morning is taken from the book of Psalms and reading Psalm 118. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let Israel say, his love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, his love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, his love endures forever. When hard-pressed, I cried to the Lord. He brought me into a spacious place. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surround me, but the name of the Lord I cut them down. They surround me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they, they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord, I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defence. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die but live, and I will proclaim what the Lord has done. The Lord has chastened me severely, but he has not given me over to death. Open for me the gates of the righteous. I will enter and give thanks to the Lord. This is the gate of the Lord through which the righteous may enter. I will give you thanks, for you answered me. You have become my salvation. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. The Lord has done this, and it is marvellous in our eyes. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Lord, save us. Lord, grant us success. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. From the house of the Lord we bless you. The Lord is God, and he has made his light shine on us. Which, brought, which bows in hand join the festal procession up to the horns of the altar. You are my God, and I will praise you. You are my God, and I will exalt you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. And the second reading is taken from the first book of Colossians, and reading <clears throat> from chapter 5, and commencing to read at verse 12. Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not quench the spirit, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good, reject every kind of evil. 
May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who called you is faithful and he will do it. Amen. Good morning. Happy New Year. Almost, almost. Uh, thank you, Alan, for that reading. Uh, I really love that psalm. I was just reading it this week and I was like, oh, gee, there's some gold in there. Um, we're also going to have a look today, just to end the year, to say goodbye to 2023, a look at just a couple of verses from uh, 1 Thessalonians. So would you pray with me? I'm going to ask God that he's going to speak to us by his word. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for your word. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us your word so that we can know you, uh, we can hear from you, that we can know your will in our lives. Uh, Father, we just thank you. And so I pray that as we read it, Lord, that you would speak to our heads, but also to our hearts uh, as well, Father. I pray that you just use this time. We lift this up to you. Uh, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I do want to say a very... Happy New Year uh, to you all. Uh, what are you doing tonight? What are people doing? Anyone having a party? Anyone going anyone gonna to stay up to midnight? Anyone? They're not even going to try. Yeah. Is it possible to bring the lights just down slightly? Because I'm blinded up here. I can't even see. There we go. Just a tiny bit soft would be great. Um, is anybody uh, making news resolution? Uh, I've made one year's resolution in my life. I actually made it 30 years ago uh, this year, which is pretty cool. I had this new year's resolution that I'm going to try going to church and see what happens. Uh, and that was 30 years ago and uh, it took me a few weeks to put into practice. But I actually came down to this church and I heard the gospel. And it was actually life-changing uh, for me. So it was 30 years ago. So it's the one year's resolution I've ever kept. Um, what are you doing? Uh, I used to have a tradition uh, with a group of friends, thank you so much, I used to have a tradition with a group of friends that we'd name the year coming up for the things we'd hope for. Uh, so we used to name it the year of the, uh, so we'd, on New Year's Eve we'd sort of go, okay, what's this year going to be? I was looking back at some of them, uh, all the way back in 2014, uh, and from a group of us, some people had the year of the joy, this is going to be the year of the joy, some people had the year of the hope, uh, some people had 2014, the year of the breakthrough. Uh, one year, and it probably went on for a few years, a few of us had the year of the spouse. Never, didn't happen for everyone for that year. But we'd take this time to go, what has God got for us uh, in the new year? And I wonder if you're wondering that too, what has God got for us? What has God got for you in 2024? Do you ever take time today or tomorrow to actually reflect and look back, but also to look forward? Does anyone take do that? I try to do that. Yes, some hands going up. We try to be intentional about that. But I wonder if you looked forwards towards 2024 and asked, God, what have you got for me? What's your will for my life for 2024? What are you, what are you going to do? What, what, how can I be uh, where you want me to be for 2024? And I thought, thinking through what is God's will for us, I thought I'd give us an answer. 
um, which sounds pretty uh, crazy. I'm not going to give you everything that God has. But someone once said to me, Langdon, if you want to know what God's will is, here's a great place to start. And they pointed to a couple of verses in 1 Thessalonians. And it says this. It says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So that's what we're going to have a look at. We're going to have a look at these few words from this letter to Thessalonians. If you uh, remember, if you've read it before, if you haven't, Paul is writing uh, to this little church in Thessalonica, a church that he went and started. You read about in Acts 17, Paul uh, and Silas, and they go and they start Uh, meeting in the synagogue and uh, over three weeks they share the good news of Jesus and uh, people start getting converted. Some Jews are seeing this and they get so upset, so annoyed that they go to the bad part of town, I guess. They find some, uh, what do we call it, some bad characters is what the NIV calls it, forms a mob to try to get Paul and these Christians out of town and they drag them before the authorities and Paul and Silas are kicked out of town, uh, completely kicked out because they're talking about Jesus being king as opposed to Caesar being king. And so Paul gets kicked out of town but he's wondering what happens to this group of, of Christians and so he sends Timothy, Timothy gets his great report, brings it back and shares how uh, amazing uh, things are going. And so Paul writes this letter to keep encouraging them. And he shares a whole bunch of things, but he shares this couple of verses to encourage them as to how they relate to relate to God. And I think there's something in that for us. And he says these things. So he says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So let's have a look at it. The first thing he says is, rejoice always. Uh, my 84 NIV translation says, be joyful always, and it means rejoice all the time. Uh, it's an active thing to do. Uh, it's a constant rejoicing, constant uh, making rejoicing a way of life. What is it not? Do I read this verse and say, Langdon, does that mean I have to rejoice all the time, no matter what I'm going through? Woohoo! I just broke my leg. Woohoo! Woohoo! I just got a parking fine in the mail. Woohoo! Rejoice! Yay! Let's, you know, does that mean God wants us to be one of those happy, clappy Christians that's all, you know, woohoo? And in denial of actually what's happening in our life, of those bad things? I don't think he does. I think what he's talking about is not an emotional state of being all the time, but rejoicing in the joy that has been given us. You know, if you're a Christian and you've been given the Holy Spirit, one of the fruit of the Spirit is joy. It's the fruit of an intimate and relation, uh, an intimate relationship with God. And the joy that God gives us is not a joy that comes from our circumstances, because we know some circumstances are joyous and some really aren't. But the joy comes from what God has done for us. Now, if you're like me, sometimes we need a reminder what is it that God's done for us? I've just listed a whole bunch of things here. God loves us with an everlasting, unconditional love. He's created us and provided everything for us. He's given us an amazing planet to live on, a wonderful universe to explore. He's made himself known to us through Jesus. He sent Jesus to die on the cross 
For anyone who trusts him, he forgives our sins completely. He gives us the Holy Spirit. He gives his word. He gives us each other. He gives us the church. He gives us a relationship with him that will last for eternity. He walks with us each day. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. He gives us promises he's going to keep. He's in control over all things, all realms. This is, is that something to be joyful about, to rejoice in? We have so many reasons to rejoice no matter what our circumstances. So when Paul says rejoice always, it's Paul's encouragement to be intentional, to keep rejoicing all the time, every day, in how amazing God is and who, what God has done for us through Jesus. Have you ever met a joyful person in the Lord? I've known a few over my years. I used to have a scripture teacher when I was in high school, and I thought, she's either on drugs or there's... Because she was just happy all the time. Or there's something about her, and I don't get it. And it was the joy in the Lord that she had. It was that absolute joy. In Paul's day, this was unheard of. You you don't be joyous in, in different circumstances. There was a group called the Stoics. They might have been as close as you might get. They were people who detached... Uh, from everything so they just say oh you know quesarasara whatever you know they detach so they wouldn't be up and down emotionally but they weren't joyous the christians were joyous um and part of that and i think it's an encouragement for us the christian has something where did that come from the christian has i'm rejoicing in that thing the christian we have concrete things to rejoice in because we have what jesus has done for us paul is a rejoice he models this for us in one thessalonians have a look at two uh have a look at verse one uh, one thessalonians one verse six because as i said paul uh when he brought the gospel to the thessalonians uh they he suffered he was insulted he was treated outrageously they he shared the gospel in spite of strong opposition but look how they received it you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you welcomed the message in the midst of severe suffering with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. In the worst of circumstances, knowing that if I accept what Paul's saying, the suffering's going to come, they accept it with joy. They rejoice in it, and it, which was a gift to them of the Holy Spirit, the joy that came from the good news. Even in the worst of circumstances and persecution, these Thessalonians rejoiced. And so Paul is rejoicing. Uh, Later in uh, chapter 3, he says, Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we're encouraged about you because of your faith. Now we really live since you're standing firm in the Lord. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? Paul is rejoicing in what God's done to Thessalonians. And Paul sees their joy, so he's got joy. And this joy, this rejoicing comes, uh, and it's aimed at God. When we rejoice always, the rejoicing is aimed at the Lord. So for us, in the very worst of circumstances, or the most joyful of circumstances, we are to rejoice always, rejoice in what God wants for us. Uh, rejoicing not in the things of this life but in the secure relationship that god has given for us and if you're here if you're watching online and you are not at the point yourself where you've said yeah i believe this i'm going to put my trust in it here's my encouragement uh, for you real joy deep 
inner joy can come from knowing Jesus. Come from knowing that no matter what, your sins are forgiven, they've been taken care of. Pure joy comes when we surrender ourselves completely to Jesus. And maybe for you, this new year is a time that you say, I want to do that. I want to give it all to Jesus uh, this year. And if you'd like to do that, come and chat to someone afterwards. Chat to someone uh, here that you've come with. Chat to one of us. But maybe this is the time for you. But if you're a believer already, then the encouragement, I think, for us is rejoice, keep rejoicing. Uh, Rejoice always. Keep doing it. Keep coming back to it. Keep being intentional in rejoicing. It's to be the mark of what it means to follow Jesus. Uh, One of the reasons we had uh, Psalm 118 uh, there, because I love this. This is David rejoicing. Uh, Psalms are a great opportunity. There's lots of rejoicing psalms um, that can help us to rejoice. So if you're not sure, jump into a psalm is one way to do it. So here's my question for us. For 2023, what do you have to rejoice about in 20, for 2023? Uh, and my other question is, what will rejoicing always look like for you in 2024? What I'd love you to do is just for a second, either by yourself in your mind or with a person next to you, ask each other, how would you reflect? What do you have to rejoice about for 2023? What will rejoicing look, always look like for 2024? Give you a minute. Do people have stuff to rejoice about for 2023? Yeah? Has it got some ideas about doing that continually? Yeah? All right. Next. So Paul said, uh, rejoice always. Then he says, pray continually. Pray. Pray all the time. Uh, And this is what Paul's instructing Thessalonians to do. This is what he's instructing us to do. All the, does Paul literally mean all the time? Because at some point I'd love to stop and eat something. Um, like all the time? Is that physical? I know, Brenda's laughing, but we do like to eat, don't we, Brenda? But how do we, how do we pray all the... What does that look like? It's not a literal constant. It's not just in religious settings at church, but it's making time regularly to keep on praying. Uh, I was thinking through how Jesus does this. You know, often when Jesus is recorded uh, praying, it's often around food, Uh, Maybe that's a good way to do it. Uh, Paul, he's one of these, do you know people who just crack into prayer at any time? You ever know some people, uh, Robin's one of these actually, he's not here. Um, You can be having a conversation and all of a sudden you're praying, like, oh, oh, we're praying now. Okay, here we go. Didn't realize we were doing that. Um, Paul does that too. In in chapter three, he's in the middle of his letter. Check this out. He's like, nine day, we pray most earnestly that we may see you again and supply what is lacking in faith. And then he just cracks into it. Now, may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus clear the way for us to come to you. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so you'll be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. He just starts praying. You see that throughout his letters. Beautiful prayers that we can learn and grow from. 
Um, this is continual prayer, continually. One of the, making, one of the things that I think the encouragement is just to, for Christians is to make continual prayer a way of life. Uh, it's not like the pagan prayers that Paul would have been familiar with for the Romans and the Greeks he was with. Uh, they would often pray uh, to atone for things or ask for things or try to manipulate God through their prayers. But the Christian's prayer is a relational prayer. It's a constant talking to our Father in heaven. There are things the Bible says uh, hinder our prayers. I've put a few on the screen up there, a few different verses. It's not all of them. There are things that will get in the way of us, uh, get in the way of us praying continually. Unconfessed sin, unforgiveness, selfish motives in our prayers. Uh, there's a verse about husband mistreating wives, hinders our prayers, disregarding God's law. There's stuff that can get in the way, but we need to be encouraged to take uh, Paul's encouragement to us, this command to us to pray continually. Uh, for some, praying in big groups is hard, but I think the biggest thing that hinders our prayers is not praying. Sometimes we need to do it. It's like a muscle. The more we do it, not that I can talk, Shay, but um, the more we do it, the more it gets easier to do. Um, but we need to keep, this is this encouragement to keep on praying. I found this awesome quote uh, from a guy called Bishop Lightfoot from the 1800s who speaks about what prayers were. He says, it is not in the moving of the lips, but in the elevation of the heart to God that the essence of prayer exists. Prayer is about coming with an open heart to God, which is sometimes hard, but coming with a complete openness uh, to the Lord. Doing that, doing that continually. Can we do that? How did you go with prayer this year? As you look back on 2023, what does praying continually look like for you in 2024? What are the big prayers that you are praying? What are the ways that you want to relate to God continually uh, throughout 2024? I'll give you another minute uh, to think about through. Maybe chat with the person next to you. Did God answer some prayers this year? And I hope that we can take some time to pray through those things, uh, maybe today or tomorrow. Here's the last one. We've said that uh, we are to uh, rejoice always, pray continually, and uh, the next bit is give thanks in all circumstances. This is the final instruction to make a habit out of being thankful. And again, giving thanks, we're directing this thanks towards God. Be thankful to each other. Uh, in all the different ways. Uh, but also, I think what Paul's saying here is, in the way we relate to God, be thankful. 
be thankful to God throughout all circumstances. I don't know what your 2023 has been like. There are times that you can look back and say, gee, I'm thankful for that. There are probably things you can look back and go, oh, I don't know if I'm thankful for that, to be honest. But be thankful. Be thankful. Paul, again, does it throughout 1 Thessalonians. Uh, In chapter 1, verse 2, he begins his letter. Uh, He says, we always thank God for all of you. We continue to mention you in our prayers. In chapter 2, he thanks God for the way they received the gospel message. We also thank God continually because when you receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. In chapter 3, he thanks God for their faithfulness. How can we thank God enough for you in return for all the joy we have in the presence of our God because of you? So Paul, again, modeling, ongoing, continual thanks in all circumstances. And I think for us, it's that in all circumstances uh, is, is the thing. That as we look forward to the year to come, are we going to give thanks in all circumstances? Is that an easy thing to do sometimes? No. Uh, again, it's like, it's like the uh, rejoicing. Gee, thank God. Thank you, Lord, that I smashed my car up today. You know, thank you that I had a bad day at work. Um, I don't think it's uh, to be, uh, what's the word? Uh, unhelpful psychologically in that way, but I think it's a sense of what have I got to be thankful about in my circumstances remembering uh, that verse from Romans 8 for we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him who've been called according to his purpose to know that even in whatever circumstances we've got we can thank God for the way he is at work for the things he is doing uh, for the ways that even if we're going through the bad thing the way that God walks with us through those bad things being thankful is an attitude of recognition of the source of all the good things we have. And it's an active part of the Christian life to be intentional in acknowledging what we do have. Being thankful guards our hearts from getting locked in on every new thing that we can see and want. Being thankful helps us to, be, to remember these are the things that we do have in Christ. So again, as you, as we think, as we encourage each other, give thanks in all circumstances, What are you thankful for in 2023? What is giving thanks in all circumstances going to look like for you in 2024? I'll give you another second to ponder or chat to the person next to you. I hope that we've sort of memorized this verse. What are the three things we're going to do this year? Rejoice always. Pray continually. 
Give thanks in all circumstances. And Paul says, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I don't know if there's a bigger imperative that you could put to be doing something, this command. This is God's will for you. Uh, And this is something I think that by doing this, not only will keep us in God's will, but actually will enable us to see and understand God's will in the rest of our lives. As I've been pondering these three things, I've got just a couple of reflections. Number one, all of these things are constant. They're things we're going to grow in. They're things that we can do to keep on growing and developing uh, in all three of them, and I know I need to. And they're to be the hallmarks of a Christian who is growing. A hallmark of what it means to be a Christian is someone uh, who's rejoicing always, uh, full of prayer continually, and giving thanks in all circumstances. My second reflection is, they all seem to be, we might go to the last slide, they all seem to be based around prayer. Because if I'm rejoicing to God, what am I doing? I'm probably praying. And, well, prayer is praying continue. That's based around prayer, praying continue. But giving thanks, if I'm directing my thanks in all circumstances, what am I? I'm probably doing it within prayer. So there's a part of this that is really part of our prayer lives. And as we've shared, prayer is that intimacy that's coming towards God. So I think what Paul is doing is saying to the people, I want you to stay in God's will by continuing to grow in your intimacy with God, continuing to maintain that prayer life, that openness uh, to God. Um, And that's the third thing, that this is doing this is going to grow our closeness with God. This is in God's will for us to stay in close relationship with God. How does it affect me as I do this? I've been pondering that this week. I can grow in all these things, and I want to do that. So for me, this year, this is going to be my New Year's resolution to, to do these things, to grow in these things by God's help and strength. Maybe it can be yours too. Uh, you can keep me accountable to that. You can kick my butt. If Come on, Langdon, you can be more thankful uh, or rejoicing more. You're welcome to do that. I invite you to do that. But what does it look like for you? What does it look like for us as a church? I love that these are not only things for us as individuals, these are things that we should be doing as a church. Now, we actually do some of these things in our services, don't we? When we sing and worship songs, we rejoice in what God has done for us. We have prayer times, uh, like we had an awesome one with party poppers today, praying continually in, in our service together. But also when we do communion or in the sermon, we often give thanks to God for what he's done for us. But not just in services, if you're in a ministry, if you're in a small group, if you're at Ignite, whatever we're doing, let us keep rejoicing always, keep uh, praying continually and keep giving thanks in whatever circumstances. These should be our hallmarks. So church, may we do God's will in 2024. May we as individuals in the church rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we do just rejoice in you. We thank you so much for this encouragement. We thank you so much uh, for your love for us. And we thank you so much uh, that we can rejoice in what you've done for us, in who you are. You've given us reason to rejoice always. What a gift. Father, enable us to keep praying continually as has been modeled for us. Father, keep praying. May we grow in being able to pray continually, Father, and may we this year 
Give thanks for all circumstances as we look back, but also as we look forward. May we do that as a church. May we do that as individuals. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.